3: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: It surprised me at all. Keyshawn was walking around with a suitcase full of money. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and you can watch us on ESPNU, ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin joining you for this Thanksgiving holiday. Filling in for the guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We are grateful for you joining us today. You can tweet to her, at Courtney R. Cronin. You can tweet to me, at Amber W. Sports. You can also always give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you're watching ESPNU right now, then you know – Courtney Cronin's outfit she is channeling her inner rock was this a plan Courtney
1: so I got up around three to shower and get ready you know it takes a while you got to put the eye the decaffeinated deca- eye cream on to depuff your eyes yeah, of course. um because it's three in the morning central time and I was like what's an easy outfit um And I found this turtleneck in my closet. And then I think it was probably three or four minutes before airtime, like, you know, when we started the show. And I was like, this looks, you know, I need some depth. I'm going to go get my chain. So (laughs) I went back in my bedroom, which is over there, because this is how we make TV magic. I am in my living room right now. And... I put my chain on and the outfit came together. It just, it, it almost was like my superpower. You put your chain on, my gold rope, and I just felt like, okay. Today is the day I'm ready to do my radio show. I'm ready to host Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here with my girl, Amber Wilson. It's our annual Thanksgiving tradition. We are the holiday radio crew on ESPN Radio. Um, Every year, this seems to be the time spot or at least one of the morning spots that we do throughout the month of November and December. And... I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my chain. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for ESPN Radio. Uh, but yeah, no, I look like the Rock in that in that thing where apparently I was just informed the photo of him where he's wearing I believe a Lands End turtleneck from 1994 mm-hmm. and his chain. He's leaning on a napkin. Did you know that before that photo surfaced in our group chat with the no. with the studio crew? I didn't I either. Did not. Okay. Uh, Any I, of you
0: guys know this? I, I, I had no idea, uh, but I do know the photo. It's a very iconic photo of The Rock, and you now are channeling The Rock. So check it out on ESPN. You, Courtney, are you wearing a fanny pack?
1: No, I'm not. I'm wearing, like, Nike joggers, but I, I have a blanket. That's it. That's it. Very disappointing.
0: Well, we are, we are very thankful for The Rock and all the content that he continues <laughs> to give us because there is no shortage of that. We are no, thankful. there is not. We are thankful also for the NFL. And we've got... A triple header today for Thanksgiving it will kick off with the Bills and the Lions 12:30 p.m. Eastern let's talk about this game for a few minutes here Courtney because the Bills have certainly had an interesting week right they get displaced they end up playing a game taking care of business in Detroit they actually are headed home for a couple of days have to turn right back around then play the Lions they were just there I don't know really if that's an advantage or a disadvantage although I've heard former players allude to it being more of a disadvantage just because of the back and forth the traveling they were dealing with that snowstorm up there in Buffalo a lot of them were shoveling driveways in order to even get out to get to the original game from last weekend what do you make though of this matchup this Lions team has certainly looked tougher of late
1: yeah I I liked what Rob Ninkovich ESPN NFL analyst said earlier this morning when he was on with us that this kind of carries a trap game feel to it where this Bills team has been through a lot the last couple weeks and on top of everything else, you know, they they lost a game to Minnesota, they lost a game to the Jets. Josh Allen was dealing with an elbow injury, like there's a lot at play here. Granted, they did just beat the Browns in Detroit because that was supposed to be their game that they had in Buffalo, they couldn't play it due to the snow. And now they're facing a Lions team that offensively You know, ranks ranks top six uh, in a lot of different categories, including scoring. So, what I make of this is that I am really excited about this game more so than I am about the usual 1230 Eastern slate that always has the Lions playing in it. You know, I have so many memories watching this game because usually, I mean, the Bears have played up there a ton. And last year, it came down to, I believe it was the field goal at the end of the game when Matt Nagy and his job security. All of that was a giant question mark going into this game. The Bears escape Detroit with a win, um, and that was a low-scoring game. This year, it should be a lot different because you've got two high-octane offenses, and I cannot believe my ears when I hear myself say that about the Detroit
0: Lions, who have put up 30-plus points in three straight games. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the opponents, though, that they've been facing, right? Because, I mean, early in the season, it looked atrocious, and then they saw the Packers, and we know how things have been going with the Packers, and then we learned Aaron Rodgers apparently has been playing through a broken thumb, and they saw the Bears, and the Bears' season, although Justin Fields has looked good, he's now playing through injury as well, but although Justin Fields has looked good, the rest of that Bears team, particularly that defense, leaves a lot to be desired, and the Giants as well, which is a team who maybe will start slipping here as they face a lot of division opponents coming up so it feels like to me the story of the Lions' season has kind of gone with their scheduling the problem is the bills are a lot better than the Lions. so if we're looking (laughs) at schedule and opponents that should beat this lion's team the buffalo bills are one of them i actually don't think that this is going to be a trap game for the bills i think they're going to take care of business the only thing that concerns me a little bit courtney is the fact that they have had that strange week and the displacement and the game getting moved to detroit and all that went into that yeah. I
1: mean, what they've been doing, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions in preparing for this game and getting where they're at right now, they, they ride Jamal Williams. And that's what they need to do against this Bills team, which has been dealing with injuries on defense, mostly in the secondary. But like, I mean, they've been pretty banged up uh, at points this season. They're still a great team and that's because of who they have at quarterback stark difference than the quarterback on the other sideline but i i like what detroit's doing i really like this recipe that they have with their run game, you know, using Jared Goff as a system quarterback. And on top of that, the exciting news this week, it won't affect today's game, but Jamison Williams, their first-round draft pick out of Ohio State and then Alabama, he's back at practice. A year following the ACL tear that uh, put him out throughout the draft, and he hasn't played or, you know, been able to practice much at all, he should be back soon. So are we all of a sudden going to see some sort of late-season surge from the Lions? I don't think so. But this is the NFC North. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that the Lions of all teams finishes second overall in that division behind Minnesota.
0: Well, the Lions certainly have been taking care of business of late. We mentioned that they took care of business against the New York Giants. The Giants have a big one today against the Cowboys. 4.30 p.m. Eastern is the kickoff in that one. The Cowboys coming into this game riding high. Courtney looking like maybe they are one of the very best teams in the entire league.
1: Yeah, and that 40-3 to beatdown that they had over Minnesota, that was more than just like a great win on the road. They, you know. They cover and then some, but it's such a statement victory to hear what Jerry Jones was saying after the game about how he is you know, completely bought into this team's Super Bowl chances. Like, they did it all across the board. They sacked Kirk Cousins seven times. Their defense has been playing lights out, except, you know, and, and this was the one time in the last couple games that they haven't been tested by the run because, you know, Minnesota's playing from behind the entire time. That's where I think the Giants can really make their hay today because they've got the sixth best rushing offense in the NFL. Saquon Barkley has truly revitalized uh, his own career and what they're doing offensively in New York. Everything runs through him And and Daniel Jones, you know, hasn't been playing poorly. I mean, his best output yards wise was like 341 last week against the Detroit Lions. So, You've got to ride your run. You've got to ride it to set up play action. You've got to do a whole bunch through Saquon Barkley because you're capitalizing on a unit that I still think is the, the Dallas Cowboys' weakest link. They just didn't really get exposed in that area against Minnesota and Dalvin Cook because Minnesota was playing from behind and good teams don't run the ball all that much when they're trying to play from behind and and even out the score but it happened against the Chicago Bears it happened against the Green Bay Packers teams can gash them with the run and I feel like that's probably the Giants way to, to make sure that they make a statement early in this one
0: yeah it absolutely happened against the Green Bay Packers I mean you heard Mike McCarthy say after that game like the pass rush is cool and all is exactly what you know, he said. Like, I think he called it a privilege, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but he said we have to be able to shut down the run. And like you mentioned, that wasn't really the game plan there for Minnesota. So is that going to make an appearance today against the Giants. I, it leaves a lot to be told, except for I do feel like the Cowboys being so dominant against the Vikings, then maybe there will be that extra boost of confidence coming into this matchup. The Vikings, speaking of, are taking on the Patriots today. That is an 8 20 p.m. Eastern kickoff. So let's talk about this Vikings team that you used to cover, Courtney. You now cover, of course, the Bears for ESPN's NFL Nation, but you used to be on the beat for this Vikings team and to get blown out like that in (laughs) embarrassing fashion by the Cowboys. What do you make of their matchup today? I
1: I think that the pass rush will be the determining factor for both teams in in this game. Obviously, Matthew Judon and what he's done for the New England Patriots this year, they've been really good on defense. But on the flip side of that, I still cannot – understand how Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter walked away without a single sack between the two of them the team didn't sack Dak Prescott at all last week and it's not just that the protection was great I mean they have a really really good offensive line I think something needs to be tweaked within this Vikings defense and on top of that the defense has kind of been, like, some of their errors have been covered up by the fact that this offense can go and win close games in Minnesota. That uh, that was an area that, you know, really got exposed this past oh. week against the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, all of a sudden the Vikings look human. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys on this Thanksgiving. It is time. For the KJM 10K a day giveaway for this hour, when you hear the winning word, text the word to 777000, and you're entered for your chance to win. We'll do it every weekday from now until the end of the show on December 7th. No purchase necessary. Ends December 7th, 2022. See complete official rules at espnradio.com/slash. Contest to give you the winning word We're going to bring in some help because we've had A little difficulty to delay today delivering The winning word ourselves so let's bring in I have
1: had difficulty you've Gordon, been Conan. just fine I With was, this I I've, i can't <laughs> get it Right because I've never Played this game before so I'm hoping that Jay can help us out with yes, this Yes,
0: I was trying Not to throw you under the bus but since you mentioned It's it, fine you can back it up over today. me too That's cool so we're going to bring in some help uh, With the winning word Jay Williams He is normally the host of this Show he missed his own show so much much that he has decided to join it on thanksgiving so first of all jay happy thanksgiving give us the winning word
2: happy thanksgiving to you both and by the way amber and courtney you guys have been doing a great job and watching you all this morning with our family so thank you for what you guys are doing and the winning word of the hour is (gasps) pumpkin p-u-m-k-i-n there you go courtney pumpkin
0: Pumpkin. so text that i'm spelling it in
1: my head i'm like wait is that how you spell pumpkin
0: (laughs) He like, thought
1: like,
2: I me. thought about it for a second too, Amber.
0: <laughs> uh, so text that word to seven 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 zero 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 for your chance to win. The winning word is pumpkin. Uh, somebody who won't be doing winning this week is Zach Wilson because right now, at least, he is not the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. He will be benched. He will be in street clothes. It will be Mike White at the helm for the Jets. Jay, what did you make of this benching of Zach Wilson?
2: First off, Courtney, I do want to say that I did graduate school from uh, Duke in three years, and I know I can spell pumpkin the correct way. I just you, know, you didn't do it that first time around. That's fine. That's fine. I just want to.
1: No, I think you spelled it way. right. I was like doing it in my head because like I went to a state school, so I, I don't have that same sort of education.
2: <laughs> uh, but Courtney, to answer your question, and Amber, you and I, we have to talk this out. I'm glad I called in um, because I've been listening to you all morning long. And I I understand where you come from with everything that's happened with Tua. And as a sole defender of Tua on my show daily with Keyshawn and everything that they're building down there in Miami with Mike McDaniel, I I do think the situations are a little bit different, right? Uh, Back in the day, Brian Flores, it was kind of known that he wasn't in the corner of Tua. And with guys like Deshaun Watson out there, which is a longer backstory, or even Tom Brady, we knew that Tua wasn't his recommended choice, right? Um, and I, But I didn't see Tua you know, handle that wrong, right? I, I never saw teammates or people that I knew, and I talked to people down in the Miami organization that questioned the character, ultimately, of Tua. Uh, there were questions about his game, yeah, but you when know, we saw Tua rise and how he handled that, obviously, a new coach, it was a different scenario, right? And now, obviously, the Dolphins, where they are now. I think now, when you look at this Jets situation, Like Robert Sala has always backed Zach Wilson. And, you know, I don't think it was just the one word answer, but, you know, and I heard you guys talk about this, you know, when you like a tweet, essentially, you are then publicizing that tweet to the world, right? That's how you feel. I think there are legit questions around Zach Wilson in the locker room and also his play. His play on the field has been poor. And I just don't want to create this narrative that I, I feel like, and granted, you guys cover football. We talk football all the time on this show. I just don't understand this world that if you were to say, hey, a quarterback, you're going to sit down for this game, that all of a sudden they are ultimately ruined. Like it, it, it's almost like, well, you, you can't touch it because you're so fragile. And maybe I'm just old school That saying, you know, I've been benched before. Okay, great. Show me why you belong on the field. Go out there and take it. Talk to your teammates. Talk to the coaching staff. Show up early. Do all the hard work. Earn your starting position back. It is doable because at the end of the day, you're the second pick in the draft. They want to give it to you. They want it to be yours. Just go out and take it. And I don't think that's I don't think that's difficult to ask for Zach Wilson to do that.
1: Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, sitting in for Keyshawn J. Will and Max here on ESPN Radio and ESPN. You were talking with Jay Williams right now, and that's where I wanted to go with this conversation because. You've been in locker rooms before. You played basketball, college in the NBA. Like how different is this being handled in the NFL versus how a similar situation, maybe maybe you have an example of one, uh, in your sorts of locker rooms? Because I know Robert Sala did this not only because he's got an elite defense that he wants to be able to capitalize on, but he's gotta worry about not just one player, but fifty two others basketball locker rooms are smaller so is there a difference in the way that this is handled in the NFL versus how you've seen it
2: I you know in the basketball world and I've definitely put my foot in my own mouth a couple of times those are conversations I had directly with my teammates now you know we heard reports from Rich Cimini that afterwards you know on the bus that Zach Wilson was trying to have conversations about that's not what he meant and I, I think that's good right whenever you can build dialogue between you're the leader of your franchise and the offensive team and the defensive team. Like you need that, you need that communication. But I I don't know, guys, every time I've heard Robert Sala talk, you know, whether that's about receipts or about how he views, he seems pretty pragmatic to me. He seems pretty practical in his approach. And there's a tendency for me to believe that when you hear Robert Sala talk about the fact that, getting back to the fundamentals for Zach Wilson is something that he needs to see him focus more of his attention and time on. That doesn't seem unreasonable to me when you're seeing the combination of his play on the field and, you know, little things that you've heard him say in reaction to the media. So I I, kind of, once again, like, let me, you know, take pull back a little bit on the expectations a little bit and just give our star quarterback a chance to, Figure out what it is he needs to focus on to get back on the field at a high level.
0: Jay, you mentioned it earlier. You were the lone defender on this show of Tua. Why won't Keyshawn let up on our guy Tua I, I
2: Amber, I can't. I, I can't figure it out. I, I'm, I'm sitting here daily. I wish you would call into the show daily, please. <laughs> please start helping me because it's it just. We, we we even started to label him as like the Tua hater. I mean, we got tyreek hill you know, sending tweets into the show about get, get Keyshawn off TV. I got fans with Keyshawn's name on list, and I'm trying to defend his name. Like, well, he didn't really say that, but he did say this, and I I I don't understand. I, I think there are a lot of people, a lot of former players, that look at to a size, and they say, well, I just I don't I don't like quarterbacks like that. I don't like quarterbacks. I can't see the ball come off their hand. Like it, it's difficult for me, and I just. I'm like, well, it's just in the facts. It's in the pudding that this dude is a leader. It's in the facts that this team is behind him. And look what their record says. I don't, is it the last several games? Do we need to see him go through Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen again just to, compro- you know, to prove that the doubters are wrong? I don't need to see that, but maybe people need to see him do it, wait for it, Amber, in uh, in colder regions. Does his game travel to colder regions? Like, that's the excuse now that people are questioning how good Tua actually is in the field.
1: All right, let's switch gears here to the association. Kyrie is back with the Nets, been back for a couple games now. He dropped 29 last night. Is there a path towards reconciliation between himself and the Nets going beyond, you know, the next couple weeks, next couple months? And, and do you feel like they can actually work on their issues in season to be a contender in the East?
2: So, Courtney, two things here. Number one, winning cures all. <laughs> we all know that, right? Exactly. Um, And you saw that last night with Kyrie having 29 points and playing at a high level, uh, getting that win after the worst loss, probably the most disappointing loss I've seen this entire season out of all the games we've had thus far with the Nets losing to the 76ers without Joel Embiid, without Tyrese Maxey, and without James Harden on the floor. I mean, for God's sake, Paul Reed looked like a a perennial all-star out there against these guys. So defensively, they need to bring it. So I, I will say that. And there's a chance with their talent, that Jacques Vaughn bon can get them to buy-in defensively, they should be in the conversation for being one of the top four teams in the East. Like, that is the expectation. That, that needs to be the reality for the talent on this team. But I do want to say this as well, Cordy, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it does feel like every time I see Kyrie Irving go up to a podium, that somebody is trying to catch him in somewhat of a trap. Now, I'm not saying all these questions aren't legit questions, but whether it was, you know, about the black Israelites the other day who were standing outside the Barclay Center, you know, all of a sudden Kyrie was supposed to know about that and answer questions about that. And he's just there to talk about basketball. Or whether it was even the other day, you know, people we know that Kyrie doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. He's made this known before. Right. And I guess a reporter just trying to do their job. Well, you know, do you have anything that you want to say to the fans out there on Thanksgiving? He's like, well, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but please. It just feels like this mental health thing that is occurring now for him is going to be so intriguing. It's going to be tiring and exhausting because imagine every single day you have to go up there and navigate landmines. And that's what it feels like Kyrie Irving has to do. And people are trying to find another way or another inside kind of you know, navigational tool to say, see, I told you, like, that's who he is. And that seems exhausting for me. I, I'm, I'm tired of it for him.
0: That whole situation with the Brooklyn Nets, Jay, has been exhausting. We're all going to be exhausted from the tryptophan after all the turkey that we probably all eat today because, of course, it is Thanksgiving, and you are spending your Thanksgiving, your day off joining us here, so we are very grateful for that. But, Jay, you know how this works. The producers put up question suggestions on our shared (laughs) screen for this show, right? And the question I'm supposed to ask you is, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? But then the question goes on to say, how does it feel to be last in the KJM Thanksgiving thanksgiving draft getting destroyed by the staff in all caps
2: yeah yeah i got the, the staff with the traditional turkey the staff they are men of the people that's what i've i've come to the conclusion that also amber like the one dish on our family that we have tabbouleh i feel like it lost a lot of people my 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 thanksgiving dinner became too cultural became too cultural <laughs> so that's where i'm at right now that's why i think we're last.
0: Lies, 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 and more lies. Uh, well, <laughs> ten. The staff will revel in you taking the L. Jay, thanks, Jake. Thanks so much for hopping on your own show during Thanksgiving. We appreciate it.
2: Hey, Amber, Courtney, thank you guys so much. Have a great Thanksgiving.
0: Coming up next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for those guys who should be enjoying their day off. How will the Jets' defense respond to Zach Wilson being benched? That is after Courtney has this word from Dr. Pepper.
1: The most wonderful time of year continues to roll along college football season. Dr. Pepper and the (laughs) residents of Fansville invite you to revel in another one-of-a-kind year of flexing your foam finger humming your school's fight song in your sleep and thriving on a steady diet of buffalo chicken dip and post-game day commentary all washed down with a rich, delicious Dr. Pepper of course. Another Saturday is always just around the corner so make sure your tailgate doesn't turn into a fail gate and pick up a case of ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans love
3: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are Download the ESPN app Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot
4: waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had,
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Ooh, Yates with the Jams. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio, and you can watch us on ESPN U. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys today as they enjoy their Thanksgiving holiday. Courtney is not going to be joining. Her Thanksgiving holiday just yet because the Bears, for some reason, have media availability and Courtney covers. Yeah, man, we the Bears. in season. It is week twelve. There are no days off. But I guess there's no days off uh, at all. What to- I mean, it's kind of weird, right, for an NFL team to have media availability on Thursday so, on Thanksgiving. Well. Unless you play, like
1: I've covered one Thanksgiving game back in 2017, the Vikings played the Lions, always on Thanksgiving, and then the, the last couple years after that, they've done a truncated schedule throughout the week with no availability on Thursday. But the Bears are going all in, so and I mean it's obviously newsworthy because Justin Fields has the AC joint, the separated shoulder, and there's some play calls we got to talk through with Luke Getze in about an hour and a half. So yeah.
0: Well, you can check out all of Courtney's work on ESPN.com as she breaks down all things Bears, plus her Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. She will keep you up to date on Justin Fields' injury. You can also check me out on Twitter as well, at Ambert W. Sports. But we have been talking all morning about the benching of Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. Let's bring in some help with the conversation. Sean Merriman. Former NFL linebacker joining us now, and Sean, happy Thanksgiving! Thanks so much for joining us on this holiday. Before we get to your Thanksgiving table, we have to start here with what's happening with the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, he gave a one-word answer at a press conference when he was asked if he let his defense down. He said the word "no." As a former player, what would been your reaction to that if you heard your quarterback say that after that kind of performance?
6: Well, you know, first and foremost, uh, you do recognize and understand that he is a young guy, right? I mean, that's, let's let's put that on the table. He's a young guy, just you know, kind of learning how to be a pro and how important it is. But well, he's going to get a rude awakening, uh, you know, and he did by by getting benched. But I can almost guarantee you that on the defense side of the ball, when guys are watching that press conference, you know, he, he's lost some people in that locker room right away. Um, under no circumstance do you give an, give an answer that way, uh, and you take take accountability. That's that's what this whole thing is about. But being young or not, you do something like that, you're going to lose that locker room, spe- especially those guys on the defensive side of the ball.
1: How do you get that locker room back? Because we had heard reports that even – as soon as when he got on the bus to go back to the airport, that he was trying to apologize to guys. It sounds like something like that would fall on deaf ears. How do you gain a locker room back in that circumstance?
6: Just, you know, look, first and foremost, he's their best option. Let's not look over that. He is their best option. Um, And so at some point in time, they're going to have to go back to him. So he's just going to have to earn their trust, right? There's practice habits. Taking responsibility, uh, leading the way, but he's ha- he's he's going to have to do it on the field. Apologizing by your words after saying something like that and performing the way you did is not going to do anything. You can apologize, or you're blue in the face. The only way he's going to win back that locker room and keep the locker room is if he he goes out there and handles business on the field.
0: Former NFL linebacker Sean Merriman joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys on this Thanksgiving holiday. So you mentioned that Zach Wilson is their best option. Mike White is getting the start. Joe Flacco's the backup. Zach Wilson's going to be in street clothes with the practice team, at least for now. Do you agree with this benching and this move, then, overall, if you think he's the best option?
6: If he's your guy going forward, yeah, and I'll tell you why. Um, You have to set a precedent. Uh, of 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 anybody that's walking into the locker room and with that attitude, especially somebody you're looking to be the leader of your team. So he had to. It's one of those uh, one of those things we gotta gotta hang the hang the big name the the star your leader out out to dry a little bit to let him know like, hey, no one is above this team. Um, I do get that feeling that of, of that attitude from him that he is a, a, a little bit of uh, you know cocky or young and and now. Uh, The coach, he's just had to make an example of him because, look, if if you can do that to your quarterback, no one on that team is above doing things like that. And that's that's the example you got to set.
1: Thanksgiving synonymous with football. We got three games coming up today. The afternoon one, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York Giants. This team absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Vikings on offense and on the defensive side, they only allowed three points. I wanted to ask you from your perspective, as somebody who had, you know, a mighty fine career, seeing the start that Micah Parsons has to his career, like, can you surmise right now, even though it is still so early on where he might rank and where this start might rank for him?
6: You know, I saw a stat the other day and I posted on my Instagram, uh, that he you know he has more two-sack games in the last 2 years than you know myself and uh, Reggie White Alden Smith and he has seven games left i mean that that's, that stat there alone just doesn't even make sense um he can do things that we haven't seen in the last 15 years on the field because he has uh, a little bit of balance of, of leverage and how to turn a corner and bend the corner and you know, I'm just thinking all these guys that you can kind of wrap into one, but I don't think we've ever seen really anything like Michael Parsons. Um, there was one guy, you know, earlier this year that went to go watch his game, and my favorite player, the reason why I wore number 56, uh, he has very similar vibes to a Lawrence Taylor, or Derek Thomas, one of these guys. Uh, but you just don't get a talent, a talent like that. And if he stays healthy, uh, he, he's going to own a lot of a lot of records.
0: Sean Merriman, former NFL linebacker, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. So Sean, it is Thanksgiving and we really appreciate you joining us for Thanksgiving. You got to tell us more about your holiday coat drive. And then also what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish?
6: Uh, well, for your know, first and foremost, I'm having my 20th a winter coat drive at the university of Maryland. Something I started uh, as a freshman, um, and, you know, I grew up here in the Prince George's County area and we grew up, uh, we were homeless at different times, uh, lost our home due to fires. And, you know, for that reason is why I started this cold drive. And you know, 35, over 35 or 30, almost 36,000 coats now, uh, 20 years later, uh, we're having it at the Maryland Ruckers football game. I'll be out there before the game collecting coats. Check on the University of Maryland website or follow me at Sean Merriman on, on uh, social media. And uh, we have all the information there. But if you got any gently used coats and uh, sweaters and gloves, guys, please, please, please bring it out to the game. It's going to help a lot of people who can't help themselves.
0: Great work from you. Thanks so much, Sean, for also taking some of your time. What was your favorite Thanksgiving dish, though? you got to give it to us.
6: C- Candy ale every year. It's, good it's a good one. Candy ale. that is a
0: underrated. That is a good, very good Thanksgiving dish. Sean Merriman, former NFL linebacker. Sean, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Coming up next here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, and Courtney Cronin hanging out with you, filling in for the guys. We're going to give our final thoughts on a big Thanksgiving day in football. That is after this word from Omega. Small business owners, lend us your ears. You may have overpaid on your payroll taxes during COVID. If you continue to pay employee wages during the pandemic, Omega Accounting Solutions may be able to help you recover a refund of up to $26,000 per employee. Schedule a free 10-minute call with Omega to find out whether you qualify or not. It's that simple. Call them, 800-704-2000. With any ERC questions, that's 800-704-2000. Or visit omegataxcredits.com before the filing window closes or before funds run out.
3: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio.
0: It is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We are thankful for you joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys on this Thanksgiving holiday. We are also trying to give you some money because everybody loves money, honey. So right now, the winning word for this hour is pumpkin. pumpkin. Text it to 777-000. That is your chance to win $2,500. Text pumpkin seven seven zero seven seven seven. Zero, zero, zero. Speaking of pumpkin... Courtney, we were just having a discussion about pies during the break because we have hit that point in the show where we are all starving because none of us yes. have eaten because we started this show so darn early. And so now we're just all starving because all we've been doing all day is talking about food because it's Thanksgiving. So first of all, what is your strategy today? Like, are you a starve yourself until the final moments kind of gal or are you going to have no. to eat throughout
1: the day? Absolutely not. That's uh, a poor strategy because you only have limited space in your stomach. Those people who think they can defy biology and science and be like, "Oh, I'm going to save up all the room in my stomach and eat more." Like, your body go has a natural digestive system. Like, you'll eventually be able to get seconds. Don't worry. You know,
0: Courtney eat, just learned that like her a normal person. Courtney learned her local bagel place was open and fist pumped so hard, I thought her shoulder was going to pop I out of its so socket. Ex-
1: all right, so like, let me tell you about my day because I've got to go from here. I'm in Chicago, up to Lake Forest. That's 40 minutes away. I've got to figure out something to eat on the way because I have to work the next couple hours. Um, And I was concerned that Google was lying to me because Goddess and the Grocer down the street from me, shout out to them for being open on Thanksgiving Day. We're all working. They're working. And I'm about to go get a veggie bagel sandwich when I get out of here because you have to satiate yourself. So then you have room and don't just like blow it all on the appetizer be like oh jello mold i'm so hungry i have to have something and then by the time the mains come around like you have no appetite so i think the the proper strategy for thanksgiving day eat a little bit in the morning not saying you have to have like you know the grand slam breakfast at denny's but just have like a little bit here and there a bagel sandwich um and then by the time lunch or your early dinner comes around for thanksgiving you'll be ready to eat but I can't go a whole day because, like, we used to do this thing in our house. I don't know if it's a Midwest thing, but, like, eating Thanksgiving dinner at, like, actual dinner time,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it's not okay. Because, like, football's on all day. And as I've gotten older and like to drink wine on Thanksgiving Day, although they're really – I usually work on Thanksgiving. So, like, there haven't been that many holidays. But, like, Christmas, for example, you know – you need food at some point. You can't just like be like drinking all day and then wait until five o'clock and start eating. So we've moved up our dinner time where it's now more of a lunch. A
0: lot of people have done that. So that this conversation to me, is completely predicated on when your thanksgiving meal is because if you're somebody who does thanksgiving meal at noon then fine maybe you can get away with not eating until your thanksgiving meal i'm doing my thanksgiving meal late this year so i'm not gonna have thanksgiving until like 5 p.m kind of thing so, so be but more you're like gonna eat time. Time. something i've got the daytime well and i mean goodness knows all we've been doing here is talking about food <laughs> i mean it's every conversation we've had for the last four hours speaking of a food conversation we were just talking about pies during the break because if it's not torture enough for us to be doing it on there we should definitely be doing it off the air as well and because the winning word again seven 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 zero 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 being pumpkin Yates asked us during the break do you like pumpkin pie and you and I both said yes that we are pumpkin pie people right but I am a pecan pie on Thanksgiving kind of girl and then My late mother used to always make key lime pie because she had the best key lime pie in the world. I'm guessing that is a Florida thing that I would have key lime pie every Thanksgiving. That's a staple for me. I even had my girlfriend whose house I'm going over to crash her Thanksgiving with her family. And I'm bringing my family over as well. And I had her get a key lime pie because it ain't Thanksgiving for me without key lime pie.
1: OK, I li- I'm pulling this up on my phone because I literally last night had this conversation with a friend. Power rankings of pie. Are you ready? <laughs> um, I, mean, I had
0: no idea. Look at that. It sets, yeah. it sets up so well for this. And interview.
1: this kind of is counterintuitive to It's actually not to what Yates and we were talking about during the break. Sweet potato versus pumpkin. Like it was, someone asked, do you want pumpkin? Which is also uh, the word you need to text right now. Seven, 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 zero, zero, zero. Do you want pumpkin or do you want sweet potato? I'll take both. Here's my power rankings. Number one, sweet potato. Number two, Mm -hmm. pumpkin. Number three, pecan. Number four, cheesecake. Number five, apple. And this was only because this was based on a list that we were talking about. Uh, Your Honor, um, objection. Yeah, cheesecake objection. is not a pie. Yeah. What are we doing? That's a cake? I mean. Okay. It's in the this, name. is this literally in the name. Cheesecake. This was brought up, and I don't make the rules here. Is it because we were, it's got a graham cracker crust, which makes sense make, should the make the it a pie. I, I literally don't make the rules. I was asked to give my power rankings to this, Pat. And I'm going to extend out my power rankings to include some others. Key okay. lime pie, 100% mm. acceptable. and Edwards key lime pie on Thanksgiving Day at my grandmother's Favorite, so yes, well, it's not it just does a have the word pie right there. That so okay. that makes sense. Well, let's like let me finish my list lemon Jeez. meringue, Cake. lemon meringue, right after that. Really, French not silk,
0: also, also a pie.
1: pie. These are pie. pies. What is lemon wrong with you pie? people? Yeah,
0: lemon meringue is a pie. Yeah, she's so still not. A pie. I gave
1: you guys my pie ring because you know what? I would put last mm. cherry, not a cherry pie person. Cherry's uh, a great flavor for other things, but not for pie, in my
0: opinion. I, I've had some good cherry pies in my day. I'm not a big pie person, like for me, it's key lime pecan or pecan depending on how you know, say it. What about and banana pumpkin's pudding? Pumpkin's okay. <laughs> what are banana
1: you talking pudding? about banana pudding? Yeah, banana Ugh. pudding pie, it's great. I've n- Okay, so no, don't, don't put- yell at me about cheesecake and then be throwing pound. out something that doesn't even exist. Oh, oh, you yeah, it that's exists. not even a thing. What
6: about pound cake? That's
1: a that's cake. It's a cake. But I'm saying do and, we are we no. pound cake fans? No. No, absolutely No. No. What is it's like intimate unless I you're, like
0: having it with like coffee or something. Pound you pound 100. Sounds no. like breakfast.
1: Pa-
2: pound cake is incredible, cooked correctly.
0: Cook- is it? <laughs> who,
1: who can make it wrong is my question. All this is butter and like, flour and eggs.
0: <laughs> it needs or some help. help. <laughs> pound cake, uh, yeah, no, pound cake, uh, I feel like pound cake is something that can go very, very wrong and very, very dry. So, Yates, yeah, you have pound cake on Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, amongst other things. We have a whole <laughs> bunch of, whole bunch of uh, desserts, though, like. All types well, of pies. Well, and stuff okay,
1: like that. so sweet potatoes number one.
2: Sweet potato, pecan, apple pecan. pie. My dad's a big apple pie I'm bull. Not,
0: I'm not an it's apple okay. pie girl.
1: But,
2: not uh, a huge apple pie. It's pow, not like a
0: pow
4: pow northeast is a, is a thing though, though I, I think, think with
0: y'all up there with the apples. Your apple pie is probably better up there <laughs> than ours down here.
4: Is it normal cheesecake or like pumpkin cheesecake?
0: <laughs> like any kind of cheesecake, man. Why are you hating on my list?
4: Well cheesecake
1: is good. A, it's
4: not a pie. Well,
0: it's part true.
1: fine, my my circular dessert tray items. Does that work
0: for you with my power that's rankings?
1: Better. Yeah, that's better.
0: Generally, I feel like pie we're is building. overrated. Is that fair to say? I feel like generally pie is overrated. Uh, no, we no. we got to end this show because like, you're what, you're pulling up
1: that argument. With with pie that. is overrated. I You were with me, Yates? Yeah, somebody's in yeah, I'm with you with
6: that. We got pie a minute, a but yeah, I'm with you with that.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, the only time I eat it is Thanksgiving. I, I'm not like sitting down. Like none of us are having pie on our birthdays. You're not going to Baker Square? What? Do you Some know home? what Baker Square is? No.
1: Okay, whatever. Is that a Chicago thing? It's a, it was a Midwest thing. I think they're mostly out of business. But, yeah, that was the joint in high school. Used to go there and get pie.
0: I, I, well, listen, we are going to have dessert today, not just in the form of pie or if you're Yates, pound cake apparently, but in the form of football. So Shoot. real quick, Courtney, here on our way Call out. Three. Bills, Lions, 1230 p.m., who you got? Give me the upset. I'm going with the Lions in this wow, one. Wow, I'm sticking with Bills. Giants, Cowboys, 430 p.m. Eastern, who you got? Starts with the onslaught
1: for the Giants. I got the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I'm, go- I'm with you now. Uh, I think two franchises go in different directions at the moment with the schedules coming up. Patriots and Vikings, 8.20 p.m. kickoff tonight. Who you got? Vikings right the ship. Uh, I think that the Vikings might get back on track here. We will find out. Happy Thanksgiving, America. We are thankful for you. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin, this has been Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max.
3: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Matt's the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
6: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.